my dear listeners. Today you are listening to the Deathscography Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Lewis Hill. And I'm motherfucking Jeremy. (laughs) My voice is shot. That was supposed to be like an air horn. (laughs) No, dude. It was like a it was like a puppy. Let me out of this cardboard box. I don't like this blanket. (laughs) Yeah, my my upper registers are gone right now. (laughs) What you been doing? Uh, Talking too much. It is a fault of yours. too much. (laughs) Uh, We are uh, on episode 42. Yeah, this is episode 42. That's right. It's the answer to everything. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, Life, life, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. You just mm-hmm. got to know the, the true question, which is, what episode is this? That's the question. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, <laughs> hey, this is the Deskography Podcast. Uh, if you are a new listener, we are chronologically working our way through the Death's Wish Inc. discography. In every episode, we have an in-depth conversation about a particular record. Today... We are on uh, Death Wish 040. This is their 40th numbered release, but this is the 42nd release of you theirs. You know what? Good for them. Good for them, man. Look at them. God bless America. At, just, you know, over the hill now. Yes. You know what I mean? Just, just, <laughs> just, just God bless America. Just God, just Death Scog bless America. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be one. Of, it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of those guys. Yeah. Buckle in. Uh, we're talking about the band Nine, not Nine Inch Nails. No, no, no. Not Ice not, Nine I, Kills. Not Nine. I don't know where I was going with that. I was gonna say Ice Nine Kills, but you fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about. They're just called Nine. The record's called Killing Angels, and it's an LP. Uh, put out in two thousand and four something. I think it's four. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't we drop? Okay. Didn't we leave four and go to oh five, and now we're back in four? Did we? I don't know. None of this matters. <sighs> no, it's early two thousands. No, okay. So I have never heard of this band before. Me, um, me either. And it turns out that they're one of the reasons <laughs> is they're from Sweden, and yes. this is their first. This was their first U.S. release. Um, they did a couple LPs before this. Uh, oh, yeah. So they were founded. They've actually been around a while at this point by the time this record came out. Uh, they were founded in 1994. Yes. Uh, in Linköping, Sweden. And uh, also, they're not. This record didn't originally come out on Death Wish, right? This, it no, came no, no, out, no. It came out elsewhere, and then Death Wish released it in the U.S. Is that correct? Yeah. So there's a rather... I had actually heard of this label, which is... Funny that I hadn't heard of the band, but there's a label called Burning Heart Records that is a Swedish label. Isn't it like uh, a? Isn't it like the alt model website from the early two thousands? <laughs> I, I, what is Burning that? Angel? Mm, there it is. That's what that is. Burning Angels. The only I one th- I could think of was Suicide Girls. Yeah, I feel like Burning. It wasn't that what that was? I don't know. I don't know. Vampire <laughs> Freaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vampirefreaks.com, baby. Fagolovers.net. <laughs> uh th- there oh. this record originally came out on burning heart records swedish label it is now owned by epitaph records which mm-hmm. is why i know the name because uh they put out quite a lot of big like the big sweden bands and i know you yeah. might not think of these bands when you think of sweden but the hives mm-hmm. Millen refused 
the International Noise Conspiracy. These are all Burning Heart Records bands that are now kind of like on Epitaph. Or I, at, you know. I wonder if Opeth was ever on there. Not, I'm not sure. Not Otep, but Opeth. Uh, I mean, they, they they put out quite a lot of stuff. What about the, um, do you know about, do you know if they put out The Haunted from Stockholm? I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, possibly because Burning Heart is kind of like the big, big label there. Because I want to say off the cuff, the first time this dude uh, from Nine opens his mouth, I was like, man, that sounds like the haunted. Uh, that sounds like the singer from the haunted. Uh, and then I was looking up about the band. I was like, "Oh shit, they're from Sweden too." Hmm. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. But no, then on on a divergent path, I was looking at the haunted, and I didn't realize that that band was started by members of fucking At the Gates, which is crazy. Oh, shit. Who's also from yeah, Sweden? That, that, <laughs> um, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, this this guy, he's. I gotta send you a couple of haunted songs because I know do. I know I re- reference them a lot on on vocalists sometimes, and it's because like there it's like this throaty yell that I first heard from that singer. So like gotcha. when yeah, I hear it from bands, I'm like, oh, that's like this. Yeah, send me a couple tracks because I would be interested to mm-hmm. you know it's hard to know, especially when you never heard a band before. It's hard to know where to it's like where that, to go in. It's like that like mid two thousands Swedish melodic metal kind of stuff you know like like in flames and shit like oh, that. oh sure 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 uh that makes sense um but yeah so back back to the release um death wish you're right uh they reissued this release in the u.s and they they did the cd for it um it was also at the same time reissued in japan by alliance tracks who i had never heard of but has put out some bangers in japan specifically hell child uh, i'm talking i'm talking <laughs> you're talking hell child not talking hell child. No, I'm not. I'm not talking hell child. I'm talking modern life is war, terror, what? rise and fall, trash talk. Oh, Bane, I see. Like they're nails. like, they're, like they're, they were the Japanese label for foreign bands. Yes, I see. Yes, I see. They, they 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 were the ones that uh, were re-releasing stuff in Japan for all the big hardcore, nasty hardcore bands. Sick. Um, and then uh, it was also one nine just got around. They were worldwide at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, this label called Combat Rock Industry, which oh, yeah. I thought was a I'm familiar with that. Uh, they're a Finnish label. They did the LP. Mm. Like, I'm not familiar one... with that. I was thinking of Combat <laughs> Records. No, yeah, not Combat Records. Combat Rock Industry. Mm. Uh, they did the LP for the re- for the release, um, which it makes it kind of hard to find. Just because I was curious, uh, you know, yeah. I'm always curious. On on YouTube on the music videos, uh, it I noticed. Uh, I'm glad you explained all that r- label stuff because I noticed that it was like you know, appears courtesy of Epitaph. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because it's, it's all owned yeah, by them now. It's right. real weird. Um, so you might be wondering how a band from Sweden that, like, is relatively unknown in the U.S. Uh, ends up on Death Wish, and apparently they toured with Converge. Over there? Uh, over there. I'm Sick. not exactly sure what tour it was, but, like, mm-hmm. I was reading on, like, a punk news review mm-hmm. that... After touring with Converge, Jake Bannon apparently liked these guys so much they were signed and they uh, really re-released that recent album of theirs, which is Killing Angels. Hell yeah. And I saw that, um, I don't know if it's on Death Wish, but the band definitely goes on to release more music after this. They did, they uh, did. They released um, a, a one more LP after. This was their fourth LP or third, uh-huh. They but they released five total. Yeah. So like, this is like mid-career for them. Like 2009, I think. 
Um, yeah, and so like they ended up their last record was It's Your Funeral, mm. uh, and it came out on Spine Farm Records, which is a pretty cool little label. <laughs> I like a cool the name, name as well. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, but that seems to be their last release in general. So I never found anything definitive that they quote broke up, but there's nothing after that point. Yeah, so maybe just, they just went on hiatus or something. Just like faded away. Yeah, and I mean, so one of the members at least has went on to do some continue to do some music uh the guitarist benjamin volley bjorgensen <laughs> no benjamin no. bjorgensen no that's what they called benjamin button when it was released in sweden the curious case it's of benjamin, benjamin bjorgensen <laughs> oh god i'm sorry swedish listeners <laughs> i was gonna say my friend who's from sweden i told him <laughs> my friend andre he's like a uh he came over as a part of like this exchange program. Uh, he, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm covering a band from Sweden. He's like, oh, listen in. And then you fucking make that joke. How dare I? <sighs> How dare you? <laughs> you don't have any anyway, friends. Stop making shit up. Hey, I mean, we talk. He's <laughs> <laughs> from, um, from a different country. You wouldn't know him. You wouldn't know him, okay? <laughs> no, you can uh, totally anyways, cut that out if you want to. I'm sorry. The, no, 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 no. He's got thick skin. Uh, their guitarist, Benjamin, is currently in a pretty, pretty well-known band called the Viagra Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making it up. They're a bigger band. They really are. <laughs> oh, I love band names. Yeah, it's great. They're the Viagra Boys. Uh, but Ooh, I didn't know I just that. Wanna, I just want to know, like, all right, guys, this band is pretty cool. We're, we're rocking out. We're getting a little bit of stuff under our belts. Let's get serious. What are we going to call ourselves? <laughs> like, what were the ones that they were like, mm-mm? Like, what are the ones that they were like, no fucking way? We're going with the what? Viagra Boys. <laughs> they they go through a couple of names. They're like, no, no, no. Listen, our music is hard. All right. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the knockoff Viagra that like Cialis? Yeah, the That's the, one. <laughs> the the Cialis studs. No, yeah, <laughs> no. Blue Man Group OG. is already taken. We will go <laughs> Viagra Boys. Viagra Boys. B O I S Z. Yeah. B O I Z. B O I Z. Boys. <laughs> Viagra Boys in the Hood. Viagra right. <laughs> Boys in the Hood. All right. God damn. This is one of them. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. I thought, so... I thought we were over this. I thought this was behind us. I no. thought we were a, a serious internet music journalist podcast. And. You know I, what's I fun was is mistaken. Our podcast does very well in Finland. Oh yeah, we're like so, we're, we're really like number four or number five. We're like number or, four in the f category yeah, of music. Like yeah, what the fuck? And I was like, do they not have? A, not. I, I was like, do they not have a lot of <laughs> culture or people? Finnish or? people love Death Wish, so we're just mm. we're there. And maybe now we'll this will spike us in Sweden, or maybe it'll tank us in Sweden because. We're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the sweet um, the, is, the, the the isn't the red light district isn't is that in Sweden? The, I think you're thinking of Amsterdam. Oh, I am. I am. I am. Yep. I that's am what us un, uncultured. That's what us uncultured Americans. I've never been out of the country, man. I'm so bummed about it. I was supposed to be out of the country last year. One day, Jeff. One day. I mean. I got out of the country last year and then the world shut down immediately. I know, like so you were like, in Italy and then like, like <laughs> two, you literally you, two weeks later, you and the coronavirus were in Italy at the same time. 
Absolutely. We were both fucking shit up, man. We were both fucking. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, earlier you mentioned that band In Flames. Yes. Uh, I wanted this just this just came in my head. This record was produced uh, by Daniel Bergstrand, uh, who I don't know if you know him, but he's done some work with some bands that you absolutely know. In Flames, uh-huh. Behemoth, uh-huh. Dark Funeral, uh-huh. Meshuggah. Yes. Fucking. Tell me more. He's worked with all those bands. Well, uh, then, and he, well why, then why did he fuck up on this one? Oof. 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 Eek. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel. Uh, I'm lean, sorry. Lean away from the mic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'll get to it. I'll say it. All right. I, all right. I don't love this record. I yeah. especially don't love the first half of it. I think the record gets much better about halfway through. Yeah. Um, I would say there's one song in the first half I like, and then there's one song in the second half I like. Damn, I feel like shit just uh, got real heavy. Like, we were yeah. like, ha, 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 the Viagra Boys, the Viagra Boys. Let's talk about this record. <laughs> I don't know, man. The production, like... I don't think it's inherently that, like, it's not like, okay, that guitar tone is garbage. It's just like, there's something off about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not, like, I don't I, know. I, what, I, feel I, don't... Like, I feel like the first thing I noticed, the, the song starts, I go, oh, that guy sounds like the guy from The Haunted. Cool. This sounds like I'm missing a channel of guitar. Like, it sounds yeah. like one guitar and there should be a second one, but it's not there. Also, I couldn't hear the bass. And I was just like, this sounds like a guitar, a drummer, and a singer, like, framing. And yeah. I just, I wasn't, I don't know, man. And the songs, some of the songs are kind of long. And it's, Yeah, they're all, it's, they're it's all like, pushing, they're all at least three minutes long. It's like, excuse me. It's like an, it's an effort to listen to some of it. Um, yes. Which is such um, a bummer because, like, I don't know. I was excited for a new band that I'd never heard of and... Yeah, so like my first like my first kind of reaction, my first was like I was like this is a lot more like mid-paced than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like with like you know, with Deathwish stuff, it's generally pretty fucking aggressive and whether that means like slower or faster or whatever. This is just like kind of just plodding at a mid-pace the, almost the entire record. At a um, medium pace. Yeah. That, uh, and then that, uh, that's an Adam Sandler comedy CD reference Hmm. when he was putting out comedy cds well you know now he's just trying to put out comedies i mean i would i would argue that he's still being successful at it monetarily i mean there yeah i don't disagree i mean he made a bunch of money because of that netflix deal and artistically yeah and that's okay he's just trying to pay his friends you know what i mean but i heard that jeweler movie was good Oh yeah, Uncut Gems was really good, but he didn't write that, so right. like that's a whole different. Yeah, Uncut Gems is maybe the most stressful movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It does not stop being stressful. It is intense. Anyways, back to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, another my other impression about the mix is like I was like you know it's just a little off. I was like nothing sounds bad, but like the guitar is so buried. Like you said, it do- it just doesn't. It sounds like it's missing. Is, a guitar. Like, is sounds there, like is there, missing, a, like, is a, there a second guitarist? No, but there should be. Usually, 
I mean, well, it's not even that there needs to be a second guitarist, but there needs to be a second guitar track. Yes. He needs to, it needs to be thicker. It's like empty sounding. Yes, it's frail. Uh, And what the moments I do enjoy on this record are when the drums and guitar kind of like open up, like when they stop being like, and they just like, they're just like, it's way more open and the symbol they're just rather than like keeping tight symbols it's like big splashy symbols it's like that's when i i was like okay i like this but those moments in the first half are few and far between it just doesn't um, feel it feels like very choppy in the like editing department kind of not editing but like the valleys in between the notes that they're playing yes aren't they don't feel real they just feel completely right. dead, like completely so, cut out. Another thing I was thinking is like one of my issues with like a lot of mid 2000s music on like bigger labels like Victor, you know, Victory or Epitaph is like the guitar is so compressed. Yes. Uh, like it's like overproduced. It like, is like too I, clean. I want to hear that like fuzzy silent track between you know between yes. the uh, but it's like there's it's like the absence of noise and i just don't yeah, it, it doesn't feel real right exactly and coming from a world of like feedback is king mm-hmm. that like when you hear that absence of it it's just like it something's off man yeah, especially like, on death wish to, like, our, it's, to our ear you know are we both of us go oh there should be feedback there Right. And it's like I've had this uh, this conversation with my friend Rob a lot where because he really enjoys a lot of that stuff that I'm referencing where it's like mid 2000s and it's like super compressed guitar and super clean sounding. He's like, that's what he loves. It's like stuff like I mean, this is a completely kind of different band, but stuff like Rise Against Mm -hmm. where it's like the guitar is like so compressed sounding mm-hmm. and it's like but he loves it and i'm just like it's just not for me right. i just i would see that band live mm-hmm. you know because you turn you're gonna get that noisiness to it but like on recording it's just not i just don't like it that much <clears throat> yeah it's just like there's just i don't know it it, it makes it feel more like a rock record mm-hmm. the way it's produced and not a fucking like metal album yeah it's it's very it's very strange i will say i did enjoy the third song uh watching the train go by um i liked the intro a lot there's this really cool guitar tone and like these heavy heavy drums very tom focused and the guitar riffs are not as choppy as i as we were just talking about i like it a lot there's also this really cool groovy outro and that's i think i finally got the record or the band with this song Mm -hmm. because the first two songs i don't i just don't like i don't like those songs but like by the time the third song comes in I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be kind of a groovy album. Right. A lot of the riffs have this like groove to it, but it's just like, it's not quite hitting it. And it took three songs for me to realize that, you know what I mean? Um, But then like, it keeps going with like the next song. It has like a, you know, it has like a real intro groove and stuff like that. And I don't know. It's, um, it's something. <laughs> I don't know, man. This record just feels nothing like Death Wish has released <laughs> at this point. I wonder, uh, I mean, like you said, like they did it. At, I mean, I wonder what this band's live show is like. You right. Know, because right. like, conver- I mean, conver- Jake Jake made the decision to release it after touring with them. So I don't know if it was like he just loved these people or like he loved what they did live or combination of the two or, you know, or he loved this record. He might love this record. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he has to at least like the record because 
you wouldn't put right. it out if you didn't like it. But like, right. I feel like just with everything that they've released so far, the live show had to be a little bit more intense than this record sounds. Right. Um, I, f- I do feel like this record could have done big things for this band if it had been mixed slightly different and gotten in front of the right crowd. And what I mean by that is, um, what song is that? Uh, uh, Anxiety Report. That's my favorite song on the record. You like that song? Mm-hmm. See, I don't really like the song, but I feel like it's written well in the, in, in the sense of like this song with the music video attached and the, the if like I said, if they had slightly tweaked the mixing, this, this could have been on like Headbangers Ball. Yeah, for me, like, for, I, for me, this song hits the notes of Kill Switch Engage, Atreyu, right. um, you know, bands like that where like it's like or even like a lot of the early uh, Christian metalcore bands with the singing and the screaming together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I liked it just because it was a very well done song in that genre. Uh, yeah. And I don't disagree for the first time. I felt like, Oh, this, this is a complete solid track. That is like, like it, I didn't feel like something was missing from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, like, like I completely agree. I think that this song is very well written for what they were going for. And that if, like I said, if they had just like a slightly better mix uh, and had been pushed maybe on a uh, a different label, that was like, like, I don't know, whoever Killswitch was on, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. That I think this, this, this song and could have made, could have really pushed this band, but like coming out on Death Wish... I don't know. It's just like it's like a weird fit to me. But Death Wish is ultimately known for like their eclecticness. So this is just kind of like. Oh, Roadrunner at the time. It was Roadrunner that Killswitch was on. Gotcha. Yeah. Which would have been perfect. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, I will say my favorite song is actually the last song uh, called Them. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, fucking good. Dude, it sounds like nothing else on the record. Uh, It. It's got this cool intro with the bells and the string, like the string Mm -hmm. section. It's very different. It's got this spooky feel to it. And then (laughs) I literally wrote down, fuck, this guitar tone is heavy. Where was this the whole album? Exactly. Like this guitar tone. I was like, yes, this is fucking killer. I love this sound. I thought that Uh, I I thought that another record by the band (laughs) had started on Spotify. Right. That's how different it feels. I thought this was the first track on another record. But it, it just wasn't. It, it really does feel like a different a different album, um, and I will say also has a guest vocalist. Yeah, who on is this it? song? Uh, his name is LG Petrov. You might know him as the vocalist for Entombed. Oh, nice, uh, nice. And actually, that um, I think a, quite a few episodes we 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 discussed how Converged put out a um, EP to help him out. He I think he was diagnosed with cancer uh, several months ago, and they put out a. Uh, an EP that is all one song, them covering an Entombed song with different vocalists on every version. Awesome to help raise money for them. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is this is that guy, right? <laughs> um, but he, I mean, he does very well. It sounds like sounds like himself. But I, I really do think that that song is fucking. Yeah, I knew it was uh, a guest vocal. So I, I didn't look up who it was, but it's good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I definitely think that's my favorite song. Um. Yeah, so like I don't know. Overall, with the music, I definitely was disappointed. Uh, I think with some with some mixing changes, it could have been better. But also, just like 
I don't know, man. Maybe as an EP, cut out, count out some of this stuff. Trim the know. fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it could have been for me, but this is just not This is just not it. I will say, uh, I want to talk about the artwork really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two versions of the artwork, and I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure which version uh, is what because the main version on Spotify um, is like this pretty up close skull, yeah, uh, with these feathers and stuff, and it's, it's just like one skull or whatever. Uh, but then there's another version that is also a skull, but it's a lot like further back, and you kind of kind of see the whole skull. And there's, I think they're like the, done by the same person though. Well, they are. They're both done by Jacob Bannon, right? Uh, but what I'm saying is like. On Spotify, you get the up close skull, right. but if you go to Death Wish's website, you get the far away skull. However, on Discogs, the far away skull was the vinyl release, not the CD. Re- so it's it's kind of confusing. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what is on what release. Um, I think they're both pretty cool. They both are very, very Jake pieces. You know, splatter artwork, skull, that that kind of vibe. That like kind of like one one kind of color vibe mixed with black yeah i think they look good it kind of looks like a um ringworm album cover to me yeah it's cool but yeah done by jacob bannon of course uh he does a lot of the artwork that his stuff is associated with but what's funny is he did the artwork before releasing the record like because he re-released this album so it came out with his artwork and then he was like you know what i want to release that (laughs) right that's cool i don't know that's pretty that's pretty cool um well, there was a couple music videos. Jeff, you clued me on to this. I had no idea yeah. until just earlier today yeah, there's, <laughs> that there were music videos. Yeah, there's three of them. And uh, it makes sense because, like uh, like I said, Burning Heart was is kind of a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're acquired by Epitaph. But, like, so, like, there's three videos for this record. For that first song, Inferno, there's a video. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the lead single. Um, I will say this is... Maybe one of the better videos that we've seen so far. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's definitely a high quality. It was shot with high quality gear, and like, it seems like somebody storyboarded this. Like, it looks very good. Yeah, it's like um, you got those cool shots of the band in the warehouse, or intercut with like these weird shots of this woman dressed up kind of like an angel, and then yeah. her like wings are like set on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like uh, the shots of just the singer, like with like. His, just his face screaming. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like very well directed, very well shot. Uh, I mean, I don't like the music, but I think the video is done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Jacob Molin. Uh, and that's how I found that's how uh, it's up on YouTube is he put it up there. Um, the video for Anxiety Report. <laughs> I do have a note here and because I, I was watching it and I was like, where did they get the money for these videos? Oh, wait. Right. Bigger label. Because these are like well shot videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there, this video is mainly, I don't think it's as good as the Inferno video. Yeah. It's pretty much like um, a performance video with lights behind them. Yeah. It's just like this, like X setup light thing. It's, it's, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of story or the other, otherwise it's, it's, but it looks it's kind good. of a boring. Yeah. It's, it looks good, but it's kind of a boring video. Um, but then you also sent me the video for euthanasia. Mm-hmm. I don't know it. The because there was not a lot of information on that video on YouTube, and uh-huh. I was like, "Is this an actual music video?" Oh, <laughs> uh, I think like, I think it is. Uh, the, okay, the, like the like, thing the thing that I, which I can't find now, but like when I realized there were music videos, it listed all three of these. Okay, 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 okay. Because um, like this very much could have been a fan edit. 
right. the way it looks. It's a animated video, right, uh, listeners. <laughs> uh, I think the animation is cool-ish. It's stylized to look to to like exemplify that it's a hand drawn look. It's not clean, right? Uh, and but I will say there's a lot of shots of just this person running like the same shot over and over again, and I was like, <sighs> all right. I get it. You know, let's, uh, I will say that like, this just reminded me of that Lincoln park video that was animated. Hmm. Yeah. That's a cool video. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We just like pause and like look at each other and yeah, yep. that's sick. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess kind of just like, I don't know, man. I'd like, be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be disappointed. Right. Uh, I would be interested to hear the next record they release. Uh, I would be interested to skim the next record they release to see yeah. if it's different. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, like, I mean, it's been a while since we've hit one that we didn't really dig, but, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that's the reality of listening to music and, uh, you know, you never, you know, you know, obviously they're a very successful band. Uh, they caught the eye and ear of a lot of big people, and yeah, they did uh i'm stoked for them it's just not my cup of tea um yep. don't fucking write us angry letters people <laughs> if you like it that's awesome or do write us letters fuck it tell us why we're yeah, wrong no, i did see a lot of uh like comments and stuff on videos and then article or like reviews being like oh i love this band i wish more people knew about them so i mean they definitely had a fan base of course yeah right. uh, it's just not it's just not it's not not for me yep all right. Well, um, I think that wraps it up for the record. Yeah, let's move on then um, to what we have been listening to. Um, I'm going to start off this week. Uh, just today, uh, there was a new release that came out. Uh, well, the two two new releases came out. One I had never heard of, and one I had. Uh, that new portrayal of guilt record came out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good fucking shit. Uh, I've heard the other the the singles we've talked about it before. They kept putting them out last year, right. but this is like the official release date. Man, what a fucking killer band! Not gonna go into it too much. Talked about them a lot before, but check it out if you haven't. And then the other thing that was brand new to me is a band called Colossus. Uh, Colossus is a brand new band. This is their first seven inches out on Triple B Records. It's members of Most Precious Blood. Sick. Uh, it's the vocalist of Most Precious Blood, not on the record that we reviewed, but the record before that. The guy who's a he's a host on Axe to Grind. Uh-huh. Um, he it's him doing vocals, but they are wild. They're so like high pitched and like almost shrieky sounding. Uh-huh. It really it really threw me. Huh. Uh, I I thought it was I thought it was a uh, it was a good five or six minute time waster. I think I don't know if I if I love it in particular, but I thought it was really cool to hear him like do some different crazy vocals and also just like you know that dude's like in his 40s like and he's just like putting out a seven inch you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I just thought i always really like that the, the other, other the other vocalist is currently working on a project too yeah with, yeah, yeah. with uh, yeah. our friend rafe from insurgents yeah we talked about that on that episode it's yeah. fucking take, weird i don't know take, if they taking lives i think is what it's called something like that yeah it's uh it's cool to see those guys still those people just still doing stuff yeah, yeah. um the other band I've been listening to is a band uh, that uh, our friend Jesse Brady, friend of the pod, Jesse Brady, uh, 
recommended to me called Moom. Hey, that's what I was going to say. Fuck you. Yeah, I I know. Well, you brought it up before the podcast. I was like, I already wrote this down. (laughs) Um, They're an Israeli-based band. Uh, Fucking cool-ass, fast, Mm -hmm. like, power violence, hardcore shit. It's really cool, uh, really good stuff. Um, I don't know. It's M-O-O-M. I I think it's pronounced Moom. Moom. But, uh, yeah, be, uh, check it out if you haven't. It's on Spotify and all that stuff. And the last thing I've been listening to, I just wanted to give, give a little shout out. Uh, some friends of ours uh, started a podcast called the Save Yourself Podcast. Yeah. And I they like- have two episodes out. Uh, it's it's something similar to this, except with Face Down Records. But it's um, spelled it's something- Savior, S-A-V-I-O-R. Like Jesus. Save, your, <laughs> save yourself. It's not yeah, save, save yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty clever name, if yeah. I'm honest. Uh, not as good as Death Scography, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> they can't all be winners. Anyways, uh, I was listening to that. I'm not the biggest Face Down Records, like, fanatic, but they did put out quite a few records when I was in, um, you know, late high school, mm-hmm. early college that I definitely was into. So, like, I, I was like, oh, check it out. It also supports some friends. Anyways, yeah. that's all I've been... Yeah, I listened to the first to. episode. I haven't made it to the second one yet, but um, you guys should check it out, especially if you're into Face Down. Um, I've been listening to... I found this band called The Dead South uh, because I was super high and I was watching OK Go music <laughs> videos, uh, which if you haven't, you should because those videos are fucking insane. They're still uh, good. They're, they're insane. They're just stupid stupid insane anyway uh i guess like the dead south were recommended on youtube because they have a music video uh that is also kind of weird and um somebody linked the two somehow you know um but it's it's like um uh you know americana like they play traditional instruments but the bass player plays a cello but he holds it and plays it like a bass like he carries it around and plays it like a bass it's really cool it sound it's like a really interesting sound but then he'll also like he has a um a bow hanging on his um on his mic stand so he'll like take it off and play the cello at certain parts also <laughs> um, wild but yeah it's very good um they're a cool band i've been listening to that a lot and then um i just had it Oh, oh, fucking Moom. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a really good band. You guys check it out. If you like stuff that Jer and I are super into and stuff that we play in, then you'll like this band too. Um, yeah, and, no, they're, they're, they're really, they're, they're from, really good. They're from Israel. And it, um, well, cool. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, listenership. One of these days, I'm going to get like some fucking. Maybe Drew, maybe our friend Drew to make a little uh, little uh, stinger here that goes listener shit. You know, yeah, one of those yeah. one of those things. Uh well, let's and, move on and, to listener shit. Imager. Yeah. <laughs> um this is where we read uh comments, questions, whatever sent to you, the listeners, to us. Can be about anything, can be about Death Wish, usually is not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Uh I've got two pieces uh for this week. Uh, at KP underscore Souza on Instagram wanted to let us know in regards to a Converge episode where we try to pronounce 
the city that is spelt W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. That's in Massachusetts. It's pronounced Worcester. Worcester. W-U-H-S-T-A. Worcester. Oh. <laughs> and he said, don't ask me why. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. Worcester. Worcester sauce. Worcestershire. Anyways, it's Worcester. 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 Cool. Uh, So thanks, KP. (laughs) Uh, And then I have a quick little one from uh, Terry S. writes in, what are some of your favorite house show memories? Mm. And I'll give you a minute to think, Jeff, because I have one that immediately sprang to mind. Uh Um, We were living in Valdosta, me and you, together. And we knew that we had some friends coming into town that wanted a show, and it was around my birthday. So we decided to throw a house show at our house. It's the only house show I've ever thrown in a house that I lived in. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this is why. Yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite memory is a band uh, I've talked about before on here called Sleep Patterns was playing. And at the time, and still, they're one of my favorite bands, and they played my favorite song. And I got very excited uh, and pushed someone to, uh, into our wall and broke a big hole in the wall. Yep. <laughs> and then someone else was stomping around and broke our floor. Yep. Our floor <laughs> had a downward parabola. Uh, it curved, <laughs> and that was that. That was cool for our living room. That was very fun. Um, that was a crazy show, though. It was uh, Machinist. Our band played uh, Reveal, Renew, Sleep Patterns. Uh, sh- what's the capsize capsize not and, i was trying to say and shipwreck and then uh and capsize capsize and no omega from fucking yeah, from, sweden from fucking sweden yeah that's yeah. right yeah. uh they all played in our living room and uh we filmed it for a music video for machinist uh yeah. for of my tongue if you want to get a little snippet of what that that night was like it was, it was uh, super, super fun super fun yeah. yeah super super fun good memory but that is why i will never throw a house show in a house that i own yeah. <laughs> again mm-hmm. i throw house shows at other people's houses every day but <laughs> yeah I uh I got a couple um we were I don't know where the fuck it was maybe Arkansas I don't know uh it was called the Dojo that was Arkansas that absolutely house. was Dojo Dojo House yeah and um the they were moving out this was the last show yes so like and it was like oh it was so hot so hot we it was in the mm-hmm. middle of summer we didn't have we were in a shitty van with no air conditioning and like we pulled up in the yard and like everyone on the front porch like went inside and shut the door <laughs> like they didn't invite us in or say hey yeah. are you guys in a band or anything so we just like you know hung out in their yard for a while and then eventually like we did go in and like it's this tiny fucking living room like like i could i could like stand flat-footed and like i couldn't extend my arm up to the hole to the ceiling like i couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't extend my arm without touching the ceiling. Um, Like ceiling fan directly in front of us. Um, And it had on the other side apart from us or like across from us was like this wall to wall mirror about halfway up the wall. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) our, I guess like everybody that was there was like, yeah, they're moving out. So we don't give a shit. So then we started like when we started playing like, kind of went off and immediately that mirror just got fucking smashed just (laughs) smashed uh and that was crazy and nobody was mad and i was like oh shit and like everybody was just like we don't care we we don't give a shit fuck this house and i was like okay whatever you say guys 
uh but that was super fun it was like the first i think it was probably the first time where i was at a show like a house show where like you know you hear about like people trashing houses like move out parties yeah this was that and i was just like what the fuck like they were just didn't give a shit they were like throwing bottles at the wall and stuff and like it was weird um i think there's video of that show on the internet somewhere i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure but um and then uh, one time we were playing with Black Mask at a house in Valdosta, a different house in Valdosta. Oh my God, I forgot this happened. <laughs> and, uh, and during, it was a great show. It was like us, Black Mask, Denouncer, and Dying Whale. Yeah, uh, it was heaviest show in Valdosta history. Killer, fucking killer <laughs> show. So Black Mask is playing and there's like a hundred kids smashed in this tiny house. It's full. It's too full. And, uh, you know, everybody's losing their goddamn minds. And... Uh, a kid goes through the glass door yeah. and just smashes it out. And we were like, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, then, like, the next day, me and Matt Zagorski from Dying Whale had to, like, go get plywood and, like, board Fix, up this door. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was dumb. But, we're um, sorry this smashed your door. Uh, but I'm not sorry. Fuck that guy. Fuck the guy in the house. Yeah. Now fuck um, them. But uh, um, but yeah, like anyway. th- those were <laughs> those were some fun house shows. Thanks, Terry, for writing in. Yeah, you got any more? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, all right. You want a you want a biggie or a little one first? Uh, let's do a little one because we just had a little big one. I think we already did this, didn't we? Already do this as cereal soup. Yeah, we already did that. Yeah, Come somebody on, else. Man. Somebody else asked that. I'm sorry. We're not going into that again. Listen to the podcast, bastards. <laughs> um, all right. Have you invested in Dogecoin yet? Dogecoin? No, How do you spell that? I've, How do you say that? Do- Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. No, I haven't. I'm not a I'm not a Reddit Wall Street bet guy. No, I haven't either. Uh my coworker definitely did. He bought in on GameStop at a hundred bucks a share and it's at four twenty right now, or at least. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is, is my answer to that. I think it, I think it's a cryptocurrency. It's like, but I'm not sure. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even invest in myself. Yeah. So why would I invest in a cryptocurrency? Mm -hmm. That was from Marshall Mullins. Sorry, Marshall. Hmm. Let's see. Okay. Rick Arnow asks, do you believe music has ever really brought about social change? Furthermore, is it a musician's job to try and bring about social change? Or should art exist for the sake of art itself? If it should, should all art, regardless of its content or sentiment, offensive, bigoted, etc., be honored? Do you have a social responsibility to your art? Can art even be socially responsible? Or is it all just subjective opinion-based? Let's break this down because that was a lot. It's a lot of questions. <laughs> what's the first? What's the first sentence? First sentence. Do you believe music has ever really brought about social change? Yes. Me too. Uh, I think that. Next question. Like, yeah. No, I think <laughs> yeah. No, for real though. I mean, real simple. I think that as like with any art form, that yeah, I think it absolutely has. I think there's also a lot of bullshit that like, you know, claims that it's bringing about social change that's not really doing anything. But I think that like. Uh, a big a big thing in the hardcore scene is the uh, straight edge movement is definitely a, was a big social change that was brought out by music. You know what I mean? Like 
like that shit happened. I think about in enslaved peoples uh, singing uh, to themselves and to each other in fields and in and on plantations, and uh, these songs are were jokes about the people who had enslaved them, you know, and yeah. to an extent, um, you know, the I, I think that stuff like that is an example of uh social change because like not everybody that what you know not everybody that heard those songs was too dumb to figure it out or right. understand where those people were coming from and especially when we look back now at those songs we're like oh shit like this is right. this is way heavier than like this silly song about animals yeah like yeah but yeah so i think that it has, I think that it definitely has. It has. All right, next question. Furthermore, is it a musician's job to try and bring about social change? I think no. simply no. No. Can it it's be? Not, yes. Yes. It is not required by any means. No. Uh, nothing is required with art. No. You could do whatever the fuck you want. So <laughs> following that, they, he's, he says, or should art exist for the sake of art itself? I think it can the answer to both of those is it can. So yeah, it's not, I don't think that's a yes or no on either on. Well, I don't think that that's uh opposite signs of the same coin in the sense. It's like, no, it is not their job. And also no, it doesn't have to exist just for being art. It can be something else. It can, I think there's, a, it's a mixture of those. Also, I think that social change is a very like relative term because by creating art, aren't you changing the society that you exist inside of? Like you are affecting it. Like you are adding to it. Therefore you are changing it. Like, yeah. And it, I, I get what he's saying, but you are also right. It's like, Anything you do is changing the world, even if it's just changing something that you've done. Right. You know, so. Even if you're just changing the channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so he says, or should art exist for the sake of art itself? Uh, if it should, should all, which we said no. Yeah, so skip that yeah. next part then. Um, Oh, okay. Well, it says, if it should, should all art, regardless of its content or sentiment, offensive, bigoted, etc., be honored? I'm not really sure what he means by be honored. Does that mean like... Be, I, think be he, I think it means like you have to be like, you know... I don't know. It's like... Right. So like I'm taking that as like one of two ways. Either does it does it mean that it has to be like protected and looked up to like honored? Mm -hmm. uh, in that case, no, because, yes, you have the right to create whatever art you want, bigoted, whatever the fuck. But you also have to deal with the consequences of doing things like that in the same in the same sense of like free speech. Yeah, you got you got free speech and you can say whatever you want, but you got to accept the consequences that I think you're a piece of shit. Right. And I will hit you if you say some shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I don't think it needs to be honored, quote unquote, like looked up to or protected. Right. But like, you can make whatever you want, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know. It's weird to think about, too, because it's like, what if somebody wanted to hit you because of art that you made? 
Right. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm honestly sure that's that's probably a thing. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like there's this really said, there. Go ahead. <clears throat> As machinists, we've definitely put out some pretty anti-religious uh, lyric based songs. I'm I guarantee you put that in front of some super conservative religious person. It would make them angry and want to hurt me. Yeah. Also, our, sure also our other happened. band is called Pope Boner. Right. We have. a Yeah. It's a fucking like. Yeah, I'm sure that someone wants to hurt me over that. It's like, and I would, you know, fuck them. But, like, <laughs> I, but it, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you it, have to accept the consequences of your actions. It makes me think about um, a piece of art that doesn't exist anymore because religious zealots broke into the museum it was in and destroyed it. Uh, and it is a picture, a golden picture of a crucifix. And when in art history classes, it's shown to people and you ask, is this beautiful? Is this aesthetically pleasing? And every Christian in the room says yes. And then the person says, this is called Piss Christ. And it is a picture, a photograph of a crucifix submerged in a tank of the artist's urine. Is it beautiful? And then they say no. And he right. says, why? And yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's kind of the, I mean, people would say, I mean, I don't think that that's a bigoted piece of art, uh, but no. people literally were so offended by it that they destroyed it. Like, yeah. It's like art can exist without context and be looked at one way and then it can exist with context and be looked at it in a completely different way. And that's a perfect example. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too much longer on this, but uh... there's more questions. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do you have a social responsibility to your art? We already covered that. Yes, you do. When you yeah, create, you when do. you create it, you are attached to it. Yeah, you know, Burzum is a fuck ass. Like Varg yes. is a he. You don't. He doesn't get a pass because it's a great black metal record or whatever. Like no, no. Um, can art even be socially responsible, or is it all just subjective opinion based? I mean, I'm not sure what that means. I think that. I don't think that art can be socially responsible. I think that artists can choose to be responsible or not, or take responsibility or not for their work. Mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether they take responsibility or not, it doesn't change how people view that mm -hmm. art, you know? But yeah, so thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Honestly, thank you. That's a, That was a very interesting conversation. Also, uh, lastly... Friend Jordan Gaines says, hey, do you remember when the Air Force Base in Valdosta was testing out their microwave gun on the soldiers and WCTV did a segment on it and the reporter accidentally got hit by it? <laughs> <laughs> what? And I said, and uh, my answer to that is no. no. And what is a microwave <laughs> weapon? And why do we have one? And why Damn, haven't sick. I seen it? <laughs> I want a microwave gun. Yeah. It would heat up my pizza rolls so you, fast. You can make, you know, can't you make like a laser out of a microwave? I think it can. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I mean, microwaves, it's like, I mean, it's just a form of radiation. Like every, you know, like it's just a wave that if concentrated could do something, I guess. Yeah. 
Man, that's wild. All right. Thanks for writing in, everyone. That was listener shit. Um, real quick. Uh, hey, we got a Patreon. Yeah. Episodes will be up uh, as you're hearing this. They will be up for January. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure, you know, if you want to hear us talk. Oh, actually, we get to talk about it like this now. If you want to hear our favorite records, uh, us talk about our favorite records of 2020. Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon. It's only five bucks a month. Uh, but you get an extra special episode. That's true. This month, uh, and I'll, I'll put it out there because I want you, I want you to hear you, it. You need to hear it. You it it was fantastic. Uh, Jeff, your favorite record of last year was uh, by Andy the Doorbum. Yeah, it's called uh, "Even When the Cat Comes." And uh, for that episode, we got to just interview Andy the Doorbum and talk about the record. It was really uh, cool. It was great. I could uh, li- I nice could listen dude. to that cat talk for like I just want him <laughs> I just want him to like read books to me like that cat talk. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the only way to hear that episode is to fucking subscribe to the podcast. Uh, even if you do it for just a month, the man, Patreon. Like, sorry, the Patreon. That's right. That's what I meant to say. Subscribe to the, it's only five bucks a month. You know, we got a couple new uh, subscribers this month. Really appreciate it, guys. Oh, yeah, thank it really you helps guys. us. Uh, we're going to be putting together a giveaway sometime relatively soon uh, using some of that money. All right. Next episode, we're on to another band I have not heard of. Okay. Band called Razor Crusade. Oh. Uh, and their record is called Infinite Water. Infinite I, Water LP. I have no idea what any of this is, but I did when you said Razor Crusade. I first My first thought was horses uh, with razor blades for hooves. Hooves. Oof, that's a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare. <laughs> yep, horse mare. Get it? Yeah, oh. uh, get it. Night. They ride on horses. Mare is another name for thank, horse. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast <laughs> so uh, so long. Uh, this is the end. <laughs> that's it. And hey, everybody, my. Mike is still recording. Jeremy already canceled his, but uh, I'd like you guys to know that you can find the podcast on. I don't have any of this written down. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at car bomb sermon. You can find Jeremy on Instagram and Twitter at iron Reagan. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Deskography Pod, also on Instagram at Deskography Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Deskography Podcast. You can find us, uh, you can email us at DeskographyPod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>